the Micro Musical Theater Show is proud to present. The New Peggy. Featuring Ann Harada as Peggy. Deb Radloff as Rita. Devin Illa as Eugene. Created by Drew Laramore and Jay O'Connor Navarro. still snoring mine still in a blur yes sir what an awfully early morning phone call i bet you were hoping to bypass me and get right to the head honcho himself well i know this might sound kind of crazy to you but when you're speaking to me it's a lot like speaking to harry i know i know he's his own man with his own central nervous system but i like to think of myself as an appendage but kind of like an attachable one stuck together by sew and stick velcro you know one that he can take off for some alone time in the bathroom how can I help you? Oh, he's very happy with his current plan. I've been picking it out since the business began. Let me take your name and number down and can. We call you back sometime after three, Mr. Hankerton, cause see, if it wasn't for me, the place would be a dust rag. If it wasn't for me, the air would smell so stale. If it wasn't for me, who does the morning donut run? Nothing would ever ever get done if it wasn't for me me peggy the dependable peggy gotta be his extra set of eyes gotta stick to him like mayo on fries gotta catch insurance salesman's lies right guys i'll check those quotes take some notes i do know under harry's current plan a conversion privilege wouldn't take into effect for another six years seven months and four days and that despite his initial label as a preferred risk due to his recent colonoscopy last may under the guidance of dr clarkson who found it imperative to remove three polyps his premium will more than likely go up in the instance's next yearly physical reports a shortness of breath so i've already weighed some cons and pros there are hardly any benefits to what you propose even if he keeps on double fisting general souls he knows if it wasn't for me, I really don't have time to chat. If it wasn't for me, who's always on the go? If it wasn't for me, I guess I never thought about that. If it wasn't for me, well, what you want to know? This is what I have to offer. This is what I meant to do. This is all my time and effort. This is how I make it through. Sure, happy hours, happy for those who 
life I don't quite know. Every day the same old story, unfulfilled up to the brim. Every lunch a baked potato, but I do it all for him. If he didn't have me to quietly clean up his spills, if he didn't have me to make sure he gets fed, if he didn't have me to tell him when to take his pills, if he didn't have me, he'd probably be dead. If he didn't have me, who'd make his coffee light and sweet? If he didn't have me, to rub his smelly feet. If he didn't have me, his life would be so incomplete. Time's not. If he didn't have me, nothing would ever, 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 ever get done. Morning, noon, and night. Done. Happy Monday to you, too. Done. 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 Bye-bye, Mr. Hankerton. Oh, golly. I just get to chat-a-tat-chatting, and I've nearly neglected my morning responsibilities. Here it is a Monday, where what I really need is a heavy-gauge stainless steel double-wide ruler to smack-tack-stack me on knuckles, reminding me that an office can't run itself, Peggy. Which is, oh, sure, kind of a little bit of a scary image, but at the same time, warm and fuzzy and comforting to feel so needed. But I suppose Mondays have a funny way of doing that to you, don't they, guys? Of making you be in two places at once. It's like one minute you're transported in time back to that long weekend seven months ago when you decided to splurge and take a day trip to Aquaworld, spending the afternoon eating Cheetos, watching two otters bareback on the other side of the glass. Then all of a sudden you blink and pow! Before you know it, it's just you and the call sheet and 110 unanswered emails and Janet from HR tapping her foot, sucking on a Mentos, asking you if you're going to take any of those lingering vacation days that haven't been used in, oh, I don't know, the last 10 years? <laughs> it's back and forth, back and forth. Peggy's over here, and then way back there, and then all the way over there. Then I'm back to over here, then all of a sudden all the way over there, and there, and there, and there, and... Through all the rigmarole, you're left with a headache, a little vertigo, and a cavalcade of questions. Hello, Monday. I love it when you bring along your questions. <laughs> Oh, hey, listen, Mr. Hankerton. Hope this doesn't cross our painfully artificial professional boundaries. But I'm dying to ask, is trying to bypass the head honcho secretary by cold calling so early in the AM peddling insurance add-ons really where you thought you'd end up at this phase of your life? <laughs> hey, I got another one for you, Mr. Hankerton. When you're sitting at your desk window looking at your breathtaking view of the dried vomit in the alleyway, you ever try to pinpoint an exact moment 150 years ago back when you still had some hope where you could have done a drastic 180? Where you could have done something or said something that would have put you 500 miles away, 80 floors higher, 60 pounds lighter than the sad and sorry place you find yourself in now? Slave to a boss who'll only make eye contact if you're holding his takeout. <laughs> hey, Mr. Hankerton, I know you've probably got a delicious looking donut you're ready to dive into and a bundle of post-its you can't wait to draw stick figures on. So I don't mean to keep you, but I just thought I might ask one more thing. I just wanted to know. I mean, on a Monday, but especially on a Monday. I could have done it 
I could have started that cat sitting service I always wanted, or I could have moved to San Antonio and taken up ballroom dancing. I could have lived abroad in Guam and studied the Chamorro indigenous culture and despite slidal pressures, didn't have to stop collecting napkins. I wasn't sure if you ever felt that way when you looked at the dried vomit in the alleyway in between calls. If like me, you sit and wonder whatever in the world it was about the other things you always wanted to do and be that scared you so much you ran away and did the other thing, the safer thing, the thing that brought you to where you are now. And thank you for that slight detour, you tricky son of a gun Monday. Holy tamoly, if there's one thing I know better than the company manual, it's what a trickster Monday can be with its detours. All of a sudden, six o'clock will turn into seven o'clock, which will then turn into 7.30, abruptly becoming 7.45, which then morphs in a rather unsettling matter to 8.10, when everyone else will begin to make their way into the office, staring vindictively at the sign next to the water fountain, demanding mandatory participation in this year's company-wide bingo night. And I'll neglect Harry's oatmeal for his expected arrival in the 9.45 to 10.08 range, and it'll be cold and lumpy with an inexplicable curly hair at the bottom. Oh, gee, that's strange. A message? How in the world did this one get past me? But I bet you a silver dollar it's another relentless courtesy call regarding the boss man's fence post weekly subscription. Doggone it. If we're not going to have to sick the FBI on those jokers for stalking. You have one new message. Uh, Peggy, it's Harry. Huh? Listen, I, uh, I, I know I don't uh, normally leave you voicemails on the phone, or uh, that many in person for that matter, but I need to talk to you about something serious, something that might affect, you know, us. I'll be in the office early. I don't know when, but let's talk. When I'm ready, will you be ready too? Uh, okay, bye. End of new message. Oh, okay. I'll look forward to that conversation, Harry. I don't know what it could be to warrant such a warning. Suppose it could be anything, really. A discrepancy over the current office bottled water brand? Another complaint from headquarters about my excessive overuse of bubble wrap? And I guess it could also be something else. Something I never believed <laughs> Guys! Guys! Gee whiz, strawberry fizz! Here my head's going a million miles a second in circles like I'm at Disney World in an out-of-control oversized teacup with everything happening so quickly for one second. Peggy's over here and then way back there and then all the way over there then I'm back to over here then all of a sudden all the way over there and there and there and there and I swear to you that the only thing I know with total certainty is where to buy gummy bears in bulk and that children's plastic dolls don't have privates because if this is what I think it could be if this is even a little bit of what it could be then I'm gonna need more than just a hard candy to get me through this morning. More than a pot of French vanilla. I'm gonna need... Twenty-five years ago, I was a size 17. Yes, I was. 
and my desk was way the hell over there. And 17 years ago, I was a size 17, plus a few, never mind. Cause now there's this message, my heart beats like some trampoline. Is it here? Could it mean I'm getting closer to drinking that fancy champagne? I'm getting closer to being his old ball and chain, spending all the days running the company, and then snuggle every night and watch TV. Yes, Harry and Peggy together will never close shop. I'm climbing the ladder and finally nearing the top. Well, top of the morning to you, Rita. I don't suppose you heard the big news all the way down there in your comfy right-hand drawer. Oh, I heard all right. Had to push aside the index cards and nudge my way through the dividers, but it dang near echoed, Peggy, like on a loudspeaker from a dictator to his sad people. And are you thinking what I'm thinking? That due to the constant nighttime sexual assaults from the lamination pouch, it's time you go to the store and get me a refill of Plan B? No. That Harry could want to talk about something other than just his morning call sheet. That instead of dumping a handful of dictation tapes at me, this Monday, I could actually get something more. More? Now for a manila envelope like me, there's a crazy concept. Hit it, Rita. When I first started here, I was so flat and so tight, never used I was lost inside a package of three But you started using me And though it felt good to be used Two-way tape rips my skin Not to mention the permanent marker And I get indigestion from post-its Plus I'm wrinkled and losing my shape Done my time in your drawer Lift me up I want more I want to be higher I'm getting closer Upgrade to acid-free glossy I want to be higher We're getting closer Multi-colored whole dossier No more watching out for push-it pins Up on the shelf my brand new life begins Yes, Rita And Peggy Will no longer just be Climbing the ladder I'll climb up that shelving And I'll meet you there at the top Eugene, you'll never believe it Not in your wildest dreams Jiminy Crickets You mean to tell me HR approved my 12-pack order of neon coral pink staples Even better It appears, via his voicemail... (laughs) I can't without turning into a prepubescent schoolgirl. Rita, you tell him! She's all hot and bothered, because Harry's gonna pop the big question! Pop the big question? You mean, finally inquiring once and for all if Peggy's purse is actually a colostomy bag? No, you silly stapler! A question that could finally justify these past 25 years! You don't say... And here I was starting to lose hope there was any justification for these past 25 years. 
25 years of neglect These past few months I've been squeezed just erratically I'll rest if I cannot eject Cause the freaking copier Staples automatically Just every so often I puncture ten pages I'm ready for up to a hundred sheets I just wanna poke through your pages And never be stopped So slide in your dock I'm what open It's time to be topped Oh, we're climbing the ladder And pray we don't fall Here's hoping we In me they'll all confide Away from dank and moldy boxes I reside Peggy! Harry's gonna ask me if I'll be his bride Play it, Jean Something that might affect, you know Closer Us When I'm ready Will you be ready too? Thicker Okay, bye This Monday, have it all. This Monday, have it all. This Monday, we'll have it all. <laughs> oh, goodness, golly. I don't think I've ever felt this way about a Monday before. Suddenly, everything seems so ripe and juicy, like a freshly picked summer peach with a giant crack. Did he say anything else, Peggy? I mean, only what we all heard. Maybe we should listen a few more times, you know, in case he meant something special via that extra cough. Well, the man was... <laughs> Obviously at a loss for words. And Harry's never at a loss for words. Well, not about things like paperweight processing data sheets or the importance of ordering copy paper in bulk. But when it comes to other things... Personal things? He might not know which words to use. An expression of love could be in an overextended grunt. Yeah, and a phrase of romantic intimacy could be best articulated by... (laughs) 
You know, I'm really that's I'm really that's really that's really that's really that's seven times in a row means like true love. Yeah, exactly. What she said. Wait a day, Tate. We can't just assume the full enchilada. He could want to talk about anything. Meaning more than likely, he wants to talk about everything. Listen. Harry could want to reprimand me for accidentally using the company card to buy cat calendars, or yell at me for not renewing his parking pass. I mean, just the idea, the notion, the possibility after all this time, Harry strolls through that doorway and finally... Wakes up. Opens his eyes. Sees you the way we do. As America's sweetheart, a first-rate executive assistant, and an ideal candidate for unilateral electroshock therapy. <gasps> Excuse me, well, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's Gee, just, what's the matter? I'm, Don't get upset. You're just going to rust your hinges again. No, no, I, I know. I, I don't mean to be such a sappy Nancy. It's just, I've always believed this day would come. I mean, it's what we've been waiting for. But now that it's here, thing is zang zang, it seems just so soon. 25 years as a meek and deferential underpaid doormat is too soon? I just feel like I'm witnessing that moment, you know? The one you see in princess movies, when they finally, after years of waiting, get what they want. I just hope, wherever it is Harry takes you, if it's one office over or into a lush and central air-conditioned daybed, you'll consider taking us along, too. Consider? Consider? Who was it that brought you out of the dank and dusty depths of the back of the downstairs supplies closet? You. And who was it that cleaned you off and nursed you back to health and proudly proclaimed that it was you guys I wanted in my right and left desk drawer, not some fancy new gadgets who are cold and invalidating? You. I was the one who breathed life into you for the very first time, who saw you take your first steps, who... Who made you? And what do you think? Peggy just discards her own when she finally gets her shot to move up in the world. Wherever I go, the two of you go too. We'll always find a way. Heck, I don't know what I'd do without the two of you. You're my support, my rock, the metaphorical back brace that keeps me centered thanks to my extra-large nipples. You really mean it, Peggy? Yeah, are you telling the truth? Or sort of lying like you do about not being able to share the popcorn. God's honest, 112%. Well, wherever it is fate takes you, I think you'll have to find maybe a different place for Eugene and I. You know, so you and Harry can have your alone time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Don't you joke and get off. Oh, all certainly. You don't need the two of us interceding on some of that smooky, smooky. <laughs> I guess this means we have to find alternative plans to our yearly Valentine's Day paper mache parties. And no longer give input on which extra large paw print nightgowns to pre-order since for bedtime she'll be needing something more. Revealing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mayday, mayday, white flag a-wave, and I give, I give. There will be some changes, okay? I mean, if Harry really wants what we think he might want, then okay, there are bound to be some slight changes. But we'll make it work. We always do, okay? Listen here. The three of us are just going to be a bundle of nerves sitting here all morning, tapping our fingers against the desk and salivating with suspension. Why don't I go out and get us a dozen double chocolate cinnamon twists so we'll at least have something to distract us? 
Maybe I may make a run to the corner store and get some day-old breadsticks and we can sandwich them in between a few Mars bars and see who can eat them the fastest before the rest of the worker bees get here. <laughs> you two stay put and I promise you I'll be right back at Tax Act quicker than you can say chili con carne. <laughs> <clears throat> And I'd appreciate it if there not be any more inappropriate giggling while I'm gone. That's not coming from the two of us, Peggy. No, sirree. It's a different kind of giggle. <gasps> a very different kind of giggle. It's coming from there. Where? Harry's office. Well... Maybe he just accidentally left on his Animal Planet screensaver again. But it sounded like it could be, which wouldn't make sense since no one else is, since I'm always the first one in and the three of us are all alone. There's, there's an intruder. Someone's in there. Goodness golly gazebo, I have to call the police. Wait a sec now, maybe it's just a friendly visitor. Yeah. An old college pal of Harry's, and the two of them are just catching up on old times. But there are never visitors, and Harry has no friends. Oh, how in the world could I let an intruder slip in, putting us all at risk, in danger? And on a Monday, after him telling me he wanted to talk to me, after being so close for once, so very, very... Close. I think I'm close. Wait for it. Yeah, yeah. That's right, baby. Do the thing. Just do the thing I like. Just wait. Wait for it. Wait for it. Just like I told you. Mount St. Helens. Where'd I put my beef jerky? Well, it, I guess it seems like the intruder is a welcome guest. Wow, pow chow. Jeez Louise, trapeze. Do you need a hard candy, Peggy? No. I'm sure there's a logical explanation for all of this. Uh-huh. Maybe now would be a good time to go out and get those cinnamon sticks. Mm. A breath of fresh air might be good. It could be just the thing you need right now. Just for the record, I want the two of you to know I'm pressing this coffee mug against his office wall to listen in for purely business purposes. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, Harry, you make me giggle like schoolgirl. Tell me, were you always so charming? I don't know, baby. Mama always said I was a natural. Hey, I got another one for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. What do you call the sound a dog makes when it's choking on a piece of jewelry, huh? A diamond in the rough. Rough. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was good. Oh, it was so, so good. Just think, Velna. We get to have a lifetime of this together. Oh, God. Could two people be so lucky? Oh, is why I have you pinch my nipple so regularly and with such great force, my Milota, to see if I am dreaming. Now, the last six months has felt like a dream. One big, long, sweaty dream, you know, where you wake up and the sheets are so wet you think you might have gone swimming. 
And I worry, you know, that any second I could wake up and it's back to the way it always used to be. Saturday nights alone, watching reruns of football play-by-plays. Lying to the pizza guy, saying the extra breadsticks are for someone special. Pretending I speak from experience when I brag to the chess team I like my ass played with. Oh, the days of sorrow, Sir Destion Perasinus, are no more, sweet Harry. Now is as if we have won Big Lotto. Yeah, the Lotto of Love. Luck. How did I find such luck? Suddenly I'm not stuck in these walls. Stuck nine to five. Stuck in these halls. Never alive. But here with you I know I can survive. Soon we're off. To build a new life, move on With you as my wife, you've stolen my heart But I don't want it back We will make a new start, you are all that I lack And with my luck, I'll bet on being free I'll take the chance, just take a chance on me. So, what's going on? Something about a shift in personnel. It seems that Harry's taking off like some bat out of hell. What? Not just him. The other voice, she speaks a foreign tongue. And from the and groans, it sounds like Harry's pretty hung. That woman from accounting. Velna? Wait, did he say wife? Velna. Harry, Velna. Latvia to start a brand new life. So to recap, they seem to have a plan to get unstuck. And to kick it off, they're starting with the mind blowing before they're going morning office. Baby, I like it when you like it rough. Rough like your neck. It make me chafe. Velma, baby, I like it when you call me tough. Yeah, tough to look at. Oh, did you get to safe? The safe, the safe, the company safe. There's $20,000 in that safe. Harry, honey, was getting first class ticket hard. Hard to come by, but it all went through. Harry, honey, is Velma now on credit card? A card for you, my queen. One just for you. A flight to wear, credit card to spare, and just a couple hours, boom, and there. Going. Going. Gone. So long to the thankless job, to the wasted time in the going, office going, door. Gone. Where off to a simple town where the milk is fresh and there's going, so much going, more. Gone. Goodbye, I've got my time in this corporate jail. Recall a line. Just in the nick of time, we'll be gone. Ta-ta to the cheap perfume, to the public bus, to the working class. I meant to be toast of town, drinking finest wines from Venetian glass. The people of Latvia will bow down to me as their new crown jewel. And Harry is by my side, but will not be king, he will play the fool. I will be the queen, my troubles and my pains will be gone. You 
guys felt as using him, gonna make him work, gonna take his dough. And Harry has got no clue, he'll have nothing left and nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. He is final sacrifice. No more paper cuts. Or paper plates. Or paper work. Or paper weights. Just you and me and the story that we wrote. And when we marry, we receive free goat. A goat. A goat. When somebody loves you so, that is freedom. A man's like a goat, he goes where you lead him. The new Harry's here and finally moving on. The new Velma's queen is taking Harry's pawn. And will we get to see another dawn? has made me thirsty. I must make coffee. Oh, that sounds terrific, my love. Why don't I go get us some breakfast? You know, since we've worked up quite an appetite. <laughs> Eggs, bacon, corn nuts, the full spread. It'll be our last big American meal before we head to the old country. Can you believe it? I can almost taste the asin panacocas now. Oh, darling, that sounds delicious. His childhood favorite. Pancakes made from blood. Quick, hide! Just imagine, honey. A few hours will finally be free. Mm-hmm. How do you say it in the mother tongue? Um, oh! Brev. Oh, God. It's as if we have known each other all the life. See you back here in 20. I'll bring us the best breakfast you could ever imagine. Yes, and I will go find my panties. (sighs) 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 Beef jerky. Well, gosh a posh dosh. Feed a pita diddly dee. Crap a tap sap. Funny, isn't it? What is? How some things to some people can come so easy. Oh, that. Well, I guess that can be sort of funny. A goat for so many people might seem so impossible. A fairy tale that'll never come true. And yet, as easy as a buy one, get one free, there's a goat's gonna land right in Harry's lap. I wonder if he gets to pick the size of it. I wonder if it's a small goat or a big one, and how fast it chews its hay. 
When I was seven, we went to the petting farm. It wasn't much, but it possessed a certain charm. The cuddly rabbits you could hold with just one arm. But what caught my eye the most was a goat. And now from far away, a goat seemed pretty lame. Disheveled hair and probably didn't have a name. But when I got up close, I saw we were the same. And she needed me, I needed her, that goat. She loves to climb, although she always falls back to the ground. Her jaws work over time, consuming hay. She freely flaunts, but then she ends up getting pushed around. But she just wants what everyone wants, someone you don't have to kick out of the way. That goat was all I thought about for several years. To take it home, to comb its hair, to rub its ears. And though I never did, she never disappears. And still I need that goat, and still I need that goat. For we would be so happy, little goat and me. But life's not fair, and some things just weren't meant to be. stay afloat will I ever get to You did. For a long time. Well, I don't know if I would necessarily say I knew. I mean, perhaps there were a few signs. Blaring at you painfully in neon headlights? The dinner reservations for two, which in all fairness he always said were for his mother. Even though his mother's been dead for 15 years? And then, of course, scheduling his weekly Latvian tutoring sessions, which... You thought was what? Something headquarters ordered him to do because they're wanting VPs to have more... Culture? I tried to look the other way. And where did it get you? Get me? It got me right here, right now, standing here with the two of you. Just like yesterday and every day before that. What did you think would happen? Things would fizzle out? Velma would just fade away? I suspected. I I thought. One part of me kind of knew here, and then another part of me had no idea over there, and 
Then another part of me kind of wondered over here, and then another part of me thought the worst over there. Peggy, the proof was front and center. Plain and clear in front of your face as an unwrapped, naked, hard candy. And even if they did do a pretty good job of hiding it, of masking the grunting... The hollering... The late-night moaning and groaning... Wasn't it always strange to you that when you came into the office so early in the morn... Long before most people with actual lives get out of bed... When your shaky and sweaty palm reached for the coffee pot. That you felt, hmm, gosh a tush, darn it. Heck a dick, dang it. That, that burner's, burner's already, already warm? You two need to go back to your drawers for a little while. Oh, it's all getting too much for her, Eugene. Time to turn the other way and reach for a Malamar. I guess mastication is easier than knowing the truth. Because knowing something is so complicated, don't you think? Yes, it is, Rita. Terribly, terribly complicated. It's bicoastal. How it's possible to know something in your head here. And not know something in your heart here. But sort of know something in your stomach here. Only to doubt it way down in your small intestine here. All All at at the the same same time. The clock is ticking, isn't it, Peggy? Ticking in a different way than all the other Mondays. Because you know this can't just be another Monday. You have to do something different on this Monday. Because with the alternative, is there any other choice? Who's the only one you can depend on? What the hell is standing in your way? Where's the heroine we know is inside you? When's the perfect time? Today? Why are you sitting there doing nothing? How can we help you gain control? Grow some balls, bare your teeth, show the world what's really underneath. It's now or never. You know, I know there's a perfectly reasonable way to deal with all of this. You're right, that clock is ticking awful fast. And maybe if I just put you two away and go off on my own and take a moment and suck on a few hard candies, a solution clear as Dr. Pepper will smack me right tackle whack between the eyes and all of this will no doubt be swept under the rug and just in time for his 11.45 conference call, where Harry will no doubt. Bid you farewell while he gives you a gift card to the mall as your severance pay? Mumble a simple thank you, a shake of the hand, just hours before he goes overseas with a woman who wants to take it for all he's worth? Cut the shit, sandworm! How do you think you get things in life? How do people, other people who aren't you, get what they feel is theirs? Who's gonna win here, Peggy or Velna? What's the harm in a little foul play? Where's your passion? Where's your chutzpah? When's your turn at the damn buffet? Why are you sitting there doing nothing? How can we help you gain control? It's time to act. Unsheath your claws. Take back what's yours. It's for a grander cause. It's now or never. When newer staplers came around, I had no one to trust. But just a little water from the fountain made them rust. When fresh manila envelopes enveloped me instead, I snuck into the copy room so bitches could be shred. Now Velma's taking Harry and you're just a sitting duck. All you do is suck your candy. All you do is sit and suck. Velna's panties 
Hard, twice baked, extra cheddar, frozen baked potato? Who's gonna win here, Peggy or Velna? What's the harm in a little foul play? Where's the heroine we know is inside you? When's the perfect time today? Why am I sitting here doing nothing? How did I let her gain control? Grow some balls, bury your teeth, show the about the two of you, but I could sure go for an extra large cup of French vanilla. And my uh, twice-baked baked potato here is long overdue for the freezer. I gotta make sure to wedge it in so it doesn't block Shelly's frozen fruit snacks. That is, if there's room. And what if there's not? Then we do some spring cleaning and make some. <laughs> Coming. Tick, tick, coffee, drip, drip. I begin to wonder when is my turn. Time is ticking, skin. Go puff, crack, boobies hurt back. There's only so much powder covers up. Thanks God I make the perfect cup. As young girl in countryside, my oma said to me, Well, now you can milk the cow, can swim cross Baltic Sea. But to lure a man, you have to make a special brew, made of special beans and special water, too. And it took years, burn marks and tears, until I got it right. And suddenly one night, I don't weigh what I weighed, I watch my beauty fade. I hunger to be younger, but the clock I can't persuade. For time goes tick, tick, coffee, drip, drip. When you lose your slink, you make him drink the perfect cup. Well, good gosh golly morning to you, Velma. See, you're busy making something special. Mm, your special coffee for a special man. <laughs> yes, and this Monday is very, 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 oh, oh, very special. Whole bag, squalid cum dumpster. I show you Penny. It's Peggy. Whatever Perry. Peggy. Secret is to cream and stir and blow. The perfect cup is just the right size. Let the steam rise. As the people say in Latvia, 
There are two kinds of women, me, who lives life, me, it's her fate, then you who watches life through broken window. How have you endured with no spine or a waistline? Me, I flirt and flaunt and make him want the perfect cup. If you don't let it steep, it could be charred. Be tough, and nothing's worse than it not being hard enough. You see it, and you smell it, and you feel your thirst drumming. You wanna take it in and swallow every drop that's coming. You sat so long, it's hot and strong. It's ready for your sips, and so you spread your lips. You savor every note as it glides down your throat. It's gifting you, uplifting you so much you almost float for time. Goes tick, tick, coffee, drip, drip. Throw the goat its feed and make it need the perfect cup. You know... Maybe it's all just one big cross-cultural misunderstanding. Maybe he's just taking her on as a mentor and looking to do some charitable giving overseas. Maybe I could reason with her. Reason with that Bolshevik monster? You have to face the music like you did your emphysema. I think I just need a few moments alone in the hallway with my head between my legs. Your head is staying right up here at eye level, Peggy. And you want to know why? Because if everything we told you wasn't enough already, then there's something you got to see with the naked eye. Look at what's around her neck, Peggy. My eyes hurt. They're all watery. Her neck. But... Between her boobies. Sparkling in the fluorescent lighting. Her neck. You want to save Harry? Then look at her neck. The locket around her neck, Peggy. If you don't let it steep, it could be charred, be tough. And nothing's worse than it not being hard enough. You see it and you smell it and you feel your thirst drumming. You want to take it in and swallow every drop that's coming. You sat you too so long, it's hot and strong. It's ready for him and take him so you spread your lips and break him. Savor every note. Hey, Velna, did you know that locket around your neck is a family heirloom from Harry's maternal great-grandmother? It's 100% authentic German silver, straight from a 19th century jeweler in Hamburg that Harry hoped to one day pass on to, oh, I don't know, someone special? Someone who really appreciated it? Who understood the value? Harry's value! Not just taking that saint of a man for all he's worth, but cherishing a part of him around your neck forever and ever. Oh, my.
my. I think I've made such a mess. I know we've got some comet and some extra large sponges down underneath the sink in the ladies' restroom. Of course, I think the cleaning ladies like to use them for those hard to reach places, but maybe they could make an exception. I think I got a little carried away. You know, somewhere between the microwave and here, see, something happened. A synapse in my brain just went and when I saw she had the locket, I... Do you think we should get her a juice box or a hard candy? Maybe some of that prescription tie and all that Lois keeps in between the You did real good, Peggy. She had it coming, Peggy. Just take a second and take in the scene. It's a piece of art. And And nothing nothing will will ever ever be the same again. Well, sure it will. I'll just clean up the little spill here and get right back to my desk in time for Harry's routine 8.30 telecommute check-in. You took a stand, Peggy. No turning back, Peggy. The old days are over. You found your four-leaf clover. And And what what you you see in front of you is... Well, in this mirror here, my hair does look a little more bouncy, and my complexion is a little more clear, especially under my eyes. But who knows? It could be the weather or even my new dental floss. <laughs> look a little closer. I am. Have a moment just with you. Uh-huh. Don't you look spick and span? And ten times as shiny. I do. I do. It's time at last. What's past is past. The old Peggy was the pest in everybody's gardens. The old Peggy was a vomit bag for all. The old Peggy said too many sorries and pardons. The old Peggy was that nasty bathroom stall. Looking back at all the years, there's so much time I wasted. Being the quiet little mouse that everyone ignored. Now the fellness gone, a better brew has now been tasted. Harry's mine, there's not a thing I can't afford. Who knew? It's true. Let Let us introduce introduce you to the new Peggy. She turns heads on Main Street. The new Peggy. She could wear a thong. The new Peggy. She can do a cartwheel. Look at her go. The new Peggy could run for a county clerk. The new Peggy knows the Heimlich and the breaststroke. And she can drop it like it's hot and bend and snap snap and twerk. If anybody tries to boss her, they'll be made aware of the new sheriff in town. If anybody tries to cross her, Peggy's stepping up, so you better step down. She reads Shakespeare and Chaucer and speaks Mandarin and Greek. Nihal. And look out for her centerfold in Playboy next week. The new Peggy can mountain climb while making dinner. The new Peggy can have sex in 
a swing. The new Peggy likes to belt out pirate songs and, and pierces, pierces her vagina with a matching eyebrow ring. When I got here in the morning, it was just another Monday. Still invisible, a failure flop, a dud. Little did I know it would become a get it done day. All because of my prepackaged frozen spud. If you see me on the street and do not recognize me, I'll remind you that it's me, the revamped 2.0. The old Peggy now is new. Embrace and idolize me. Harry's jaw is gonna drop and he'll say, Whoa. The new Peggy does body shots and near lighting. The new Peggy can perm and highlight her own hair. The new Peggy does downward dog while eating Pop Tarts. And she can spit out fire, walk on water, fly through air. Yeah, hair is finally gonna notice After all the years I've tried I'm blossoming into a lotus No longer will I be denied I'll say good morning, Harry And bring him his cup The new Peggy will be his To digest and soak up The new Peggy Makes her presence known when she walks through doorways The new Peggy Drinks Cosmos on the beach The new in body contact and ain't afraid to bring the house down with her keynote speech the wasted hours we can't go back and undo you can change your fate you can change your point of view and soon the world will witness an amazing debut she can finger paint solo skydive raise a nascar give colonics be vice president star on broadway play the dulcimer trim a bonsai talk to monkeys who grow longer hold this for charity Only that time I saw Angela Lansbury rub lotion in her arms in that behind-the-scenes footage. You know, the one that you saw on I YouTube. That's like in the I want to dance. I want to be the driver in my trolley of life for once. Not stuck in the back eating snow cones. For once, I feel like I can do anything. Oh, we've got to celebrate, you two. We've got a toast to this morning. Why don't I run out and get two dozen apple fritters? However, I'm calling it now. If I come back with a tub of whipped cream, I get dibs on when we Are sex- you sure it's a good idea to keep her in the supplies closet like that, Peggy? Maybe an obscure trash heap? Or a landfill? Or underneath the sandbox of a pre-K playground might be better? Oh, ho, ho. These are questions for the old Peggy. Yes, indeedy. The old Peggy might have spent hours considering Velma's comfort level, whether or not she was experiencing neck cramps, her religious beliefs, and how it pertained to a proper burial ground. The old Peggy might have stayed up nights in her two-piece flannel cat pajamas with the AC on 55, worrying and fretting and tossing and turning. But the new Peggy, the new Peggy's not afraid to give people what they deserve. Look at her go, Rita. We really are looking at a brand new Peggy. Makes me kind of misty-eyed. 
Moist. Yes, sirree. The new Peggy takes her day by the balls. The new Peggy stops at nothing to finish the job at hand. The new Peggy. The new Peggy. Also happens to have an uncanny ability, just like the old Peggy, to sense Harry's presence. Seven floors away. Now, Peggy, you look fine. Are there any heaping sweat stains? You've transformed. Just be yourself, you know, except better. What if he doesn't notice? Oh, he'd be blind not to see. I mean, you're shimmering. I am? Like a giant ball of Vaseline double-wrapped in sparkles. You took him back. You saved him from that gold-digging bitch face. And all it takes is that split second for him to realize you're his hero. His conquistador with hypertension. Peggy, you got this. Peggy! I went to pick up my morning latte down at the cafe, and they said they didn't have it ready yet. I thought I told you to always call it in at 7.15 in case I get here early. Well, I... I don't want excuses. Then I tried like hell to find my frequent flyer number in the file where it's supposed to be with my collection of various hand wipes. And was it there? Of course not. That'd make too much sense. I'll get that right away for you. I'm not done yet. Then I go to collect some personal belongings, downstairs from the company's safe, and it appears the code was changed. Oh, it must have been a glitch in the system. Took me seven attempts and 13 bent paper clips to break that SOB open, but thank God I managed. Hell, Peggy, as if keeping up with the business isn't bad enough, trying to keep up with what's going on inside that ad of yours is like trying to navigate a roller coaster ride down a rabbit hole on a morphine drip. Cancel my calls for the morning. I have a headache. Right away, Harry. And see to it, nobody disturbs me in my office. You got it, Harry. Uh, except, uh, what's her name? The one that walks kind of swishy from accounting? Um, she might have some papers for me, so just let her in. Sure thing, Harry. You, uh, have a good weekend? Well, yes, yes, I did. I spent most of it rearranging my Strong Women in History 3D bookmark collection. Thank you for asking. You? Oh, not too bad. Got in a pretty decent golf game. Had a pretty good cup of soup. Oh, what kind of soup? Well, I don't know. Something with carrots and potatoes and bits and pieces of stuff. I had a few problems with my radiator. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but uh, after I reread the manual, I got it up and working again, and uh, that was good. That was good. <clears throat> hey, Peggy? Yes? I don't know how you normally look at a morning, but I gotta tell you, I think I can really say that this morning... This morning. Peggy, there's something about this morning that makes me feel like all other mornings. Every single one leading right up till this one never mattered. And you know what? They didn't. You hear what I'm saying, Peggy? I'm a man who's lived every morning like it never mattered. Because until today, until this morning, I never understood what a morning could really have in store. 
Everything. You hear me, Peggy? Everything. And look, even if it does... Even if it never... Just the fact that I feel that way, that I look out and I see a big gulp so full of possibility I can't get the lid on, as dumb as it may be to feel that... Well, shouldn't we always feel that? Isn't it better than feeling the opposite? I'm telling you, Peggy, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I wasted so many mornings without that big gulp sitting on my shoulder, watching the sun come up. But hell, it's here now, and it's not going away. You hear me, Peggy? My big gulp of hope is not going away, and I hope it never goes away for you either. I hope you know what that's like. What a morning really ought to be. By the way, did you do something to your hair? Nah, probably not. Probably just some leftover salsa you flung up there from last week's Cinco de Mayo luncheon. Hey, Harry, I think in a little bit we should talk. You know, about something that might affect us. When you have a chance. Well, I'm ready. Yeah, sure. Whatever. After I eat my corn nuts. Asking you adoringly about your weekend? Peggy, did you do something in your hair? The man practically threw himself at you. Oh my goodness. It's all happening so quickly. You go from old to new in just minutes, and already the world is your oyster. I've always imagined what it might be like, but now, to have it face you on a Monday morning... My head. I'm, I'm starting to feel dizzy. It's your newfound, unaccustomed reality. Your okara existence. What you've always wanted, Peggy, it's about to come true. I guess the question is, are you ready for it? I'm going to get some French vanilla and make sure there's no residue we overlooked over in the kitchen. We'll come with... No, I'd like to be alone. Just for a few minutes, that is. The new Peggy... Just wants to think about this alone. Finally getting what's rightfully mine. I made this place sparkle. I made this place shine. The new Peggy's ready to live and let die. Walk into the sunset to proudly stand by her guy. Out tonight, cause I'm sick of the grit and the grime. I'm clocking out right now and making up for all the lost time. I'm clocking out with him, and soon you'll hear wedding bells ring. I'm clocking out, we're walking out, Queen and King. I've spent a lifetime alone in this chair Still got the same carpet, I'm no millionaire The years go by faster, the work stays the same I coast through the days like a moth to the flame The days never ending, the nights don't exist I wonder about all the things that I've missed The kid that's in college a night at a show 
a family vacation. There's so many things that I don't know. But I'm clocking out tonight. And finding the things that I've lost, I'm clocking out right now. And I don't give a damn about the cost, I'm clocking out with her. And fulfilling the life that we planned, I'm clocking out, we're clocking out. Hand in the pages hand. of doubt, I'll shred them like wood. Reports of regret, I'll file them for good. A fresh cup of coffee, a permanent break. You get second chances to, to turn, turn around, around every mistake. mistake. I'm clocking out tonight, and no longer will I be alone. I'm clocking out right. The last 25 years have been overthrown. I'm clocking out with you and will never look back at the past. I'm clocking out. I'm clocking out. We're walking out. We're walking out. I'm out of little erasers to play with, and my backup supply is shot. Can you get me some? Peggy! Uh, I'll just get them myself, like I do everything. I'm clocking out tonight. Peggy's spick, Peggy's span, Peggy's new. I'm clocking out right now. And for Harry, I'm gonna come through. I'm clocking out with him. And I'll step to the front of the line. I'm clocking out. We're walking out. Oh, how you feel when dreams become real. I'm gonna be fine, cause... Velna! Velna! Wake up! Wake up, Velna! What are you doing and... Wake up! Wake up! Wake... Hello? You gotta come quick. There's been an accident. I think she... Someone in my office. She's bleeding, and she's not breathing. She's not breathing. You gotta get here quick. You gotta make her better. We have a flight to catch later. We have a flight to catch, and I don't think... That they like excessive amounts of blood and exposed internal body parts in first class. <laughs> of course, this morning is the one morning you open that closet door. When's the last time you looked in there? I'm pretty sure it was from before Reformation. <laughs> She's dead. She's dead, Peggy. She's dead. Yes. Indeed, doodle she's dead, and it's a good thing that she's dead, because wasn't it just awful what she was planning on doing with you? Taking you out to the middle of Siberia like that? Dumping you all off on your lonesome? The nerve of that woman! The gall! Peggy, you, 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 you're not making sense. 
that I don't understand. She's she's covered in blood and open wounds. Now, how the hell did... Eh, maybe a few marks here and there, but I'm sure in a casket, we'd be able to spot her a mile away. When I slashed her backwards and sideways, I made sure to leave her conniving face intact. Don't worry, she didn't feel a thing. I'm pretty sure she lost consciousness after the first blow. Tra-ti-di-da! You did this? Why, of course I did this. And by the expression on your face, I see you're a little surprised. Well, I'd get used to it if I were you, Harry. Because the woman you see before you isn't the same one who walked through that front door 25 years ago, shaking uncontrollably because she could only type 33 words a minute. The woman you see before you has finally come into her own. And she's going to take care of you, Harry. She's going to watch over you, keep you safe, and you're going to see her. For once in your life, you're going to finally see her. And deep down, you'll know that she's really the one. You mean, deep down, I'm supposed with... <gasps> Harry! You mean to tell me I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with you? What? Now that she's out of the way, you finally have your chance? Good old reliable Peggy, whose face I've had to stare at for a million years, who I haven't fired because I feel sorry for her, whose handwriting I can't read, whose voice I can't stand, who took away my chance, my one chance of getting out of here, at being happy, at being... You're not worth it. You're not... Cancel my 10.30 and my 11 o'clock. You're going to go to jail. But first, you're fired. But who's who's going to be there to make your oatmeal just the way you like it every morning? Who's going to pick up your dry cleaning and bargain them down to half price because they can never get the pit stains out of your shirts? Someone else. Anyone else. You're a murderer. Well, we can get lost in name-calling, Harry, but that's not going to get the Monday morning call sheet moving now, is it? The police, they'll be here soon. Just leave me I've got an ambitious Monday morning agenda for you here, and if we don't hunker down on the task at hand... Peggy. Not to mention you needing to remember to sit on your tush-cush per your chiropractor's adamant orders... Just stand back! Back! I swear to you! Just have a seat. Peggy. Have a seat, Harry. Peggy. If we're going to tackle this Monday agenda, you need to be kind to your cocktails, where we all know your temperament is better. No! I'm warning you! I know what's best for you! Ah, no, you don't! You don't know anything! Stay back! You might have just forgotten, but deep down, I know you know! Ah, I know you're a murderer! I know and you're going to... And I gonna... bet if you sit down on the couch there and just have a quiet moment... Oh, Peggy! Then maybe I'll come back to you! You remember, you know, that you can't replace me! That I'm the one that you and I were meant to be! We're bound to be! Don't you see that, Harry? Why can't you see that? Why? When it's right there, in front of your nose, obvious to everyone except you! to take a nap. A nap? Just on the concrete. A little ways below. The concrete? 
Now that's a funny place to get some shut-eye. Well, you know Harry, never wanting to miss anything. Even if he's getting a full ram cycle, he wants to be in the middle of it all. The hustle and bustle, the morning rush. <laughs> I know he's conked out, but I better run down and get him this call sheet anyway. I know he'll want it right when he wakes up, so that we can resume our Monday as planned. Drink some French vanilla, eat a few donuts, eventually have that talk that I told him we were going to. If he didn't have me to quietly clean up his spills, if he didn't have me to make sure he gets fed, if he didn't have me to tell him when to take his pills, if he didn't have me, he'd probably be dead. You two have had such an exciting morning. I'll bet you're secretly begging for a nap. Why don't we get you two back in your drawers there and maybe when the day trudges along in a bit, we can, we can get you back out. Are you sure you want to go down there, Peggy? Yeah, don't you want to stay up here with us and we can be together? With where he said you were going to go later on, I'm not sure you're going to be allowed to take us with you. Eugene's right. Maybe a few more moments of not being alone? Alone? Well, being a being king, I'm never alone. Not anymore, at least. That's the thing about being new. You are bigger and bolder and brighter. But somewhere inside or trailing behind you tied to a shoestring is still the old you, looking on, playing with her fingers. So that way, no matter what happens, where you go, if the transformed you ever gets lonesome, why it always has the old one to come back to to play solitaire with, or count tiles on the floor together, to keep company. The new Peggy! The new Peggy! The new Peggy. You have been listening to The New Peggy, starring Anne Harada as Peggy, Deb Radloff as Rita, Kevin Illaw as Eugene, Daniel Marcus as Harry, Rachel Harden as Velna. Book and lyrics by Drew Laramore. Music and lyrics by J. O'Connor Navarro. In the orchestra is... Justin Vance on flute, alto sax, and B-flat clarinet. E. Zoe Hassman on cello. J. O'Connor Navarro on piano. 
Produced by Alton Christensen, Lauren Tolugian, and Ralph Kelsey. The executive producer is Alton Christensen. Recorded at Mission Sound in Brooklyn, New York. This has been a production of the Micromusical Theater Show. A special thanks to the Patreon supporters. For more about the new Peggy and other micromusicals, visit our webpage at micromusicalshow.com.